T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. As March turns to April, after spending much of the year sheltered from the storm of coronavirus, New York, once the epicenter of COVID-19, is beginning to slowly open back up. Offices, restaurants, sports venues, even soon Broadway. But this welcome news also comes with a stark warning. We are watching particularly the reopening of, uh, of some of the you know, highest risk activities uh, with concern. This week on 880 In-Depth, our conversation with New York City's Health Commissioner, Dr. David Choksi. Now is not the time to throw caution to the wind. Welcome to 880 In-Depth. I'm Tim Sheld from WCBS News Radio 880. No one would argue that we would all like to move on from this long, strange chapter in our lives. And yes, more and more people are getting the vaccine. We are building herd immunity. But it is most definitely a race between vaccinations and the spread of those new versions of COVID-19, the more contagious variants. New York's case numbers, which had been steadily declining, are now essentially flat or even rising. We wanted to hear more about this, especially given the pace of reopening. Our Peter Haskell got on the phone with New York City Health Commissioner, Dr. Dave Choksi. We are watching this uh, with concern. Uh, you know, I would, of course, much rather see uh, cases and also our hospitalizations uh, plunging rather than plateauing, uh, which is where we are right now. Um, particularly with um, our vaccination efforts really picking up uh, the pace, um, which we do think will help, uh, you know, bring those curves down further. But on the other uh, side of the equation, we have um, the new uh, variants, which we know are more infectious, um, which is uh, causing our, our case numbers um, to be uh, higher than they would be otherwise. Which variants are you most concerned about, and what is it about them? Um, we're watching several uh, different variants of, of concern and variants of interest. Uh, the two uh, that are the most prevalent um, thus far in New York City are uh, B1526, uh, which was first identified here in the city, as well as B117, which was first identified in the United Kingdom. Um, but beyond those two, uh, we have also seen cases of, um, of all of the other variants of concern that are being tracked by the CDC. 
uh, including the ones that were first identified in South Africa, Brazil, and California. Um, but rather than get lost in the alphabet soup of variants, um, you know, I, I have uh, just clear uh, messages that I want to distill out uh, for New Yorkers, which is um, regardless of whether it's a newer version of the virus or the older version, we do know what works uh, to curb the spread. Uh, and it's what I call the safe six, uh, masking, distancing, hand washing, staying home if you're feeling ill, getting tested, and getting vaccinated when it's your turn. Do we have a sense of the vaccines are as effective against these variants? Um, we're watching this very closely, um, studying it ourselves here in New York City and also following the science uh, around the world. Thus far, what we know is that um, the vaccines do appear to be uh, effective against uh, almost all of the variants, um, particularly when we're talking about protecting uh, people against severe illness. Um, that's COVID-19, you know, that causes hospitalization or in the worst case, uh, deaths. So it does appear thus far that the vaccines remain uh, quite protective, um, even with uh, these new variants. Um, there are some of the variants, particularly the ones that were first identified in South Africa and Brazil, um, which do appear to uh, somewhat reduce uh, the effectiveness of our immune responses, both our natural immune responses as well as uh, the responses due to vaccination. Um, so that's an area that we have to continue to follow closely to understand the real world impact. But again, my message you know, for New Yorkers is that uh, we have three uh, vaccines that are safe, effective, and life-saving, and um, everyone should uh, should get vaccinated when it's their turn because it will offer them good protection. Are we getting the vaccines out as efficiently as we should? Um, we have uh, really worked um, night and day over the last uh, you know several months to um, to scale up and speed up uh, our vaccination campaign. Uh, and here in New York City, um, you know, for the vaccines that we get delivered uh, from the federal government, uh, we're essentially using up that supply within just a few days, um, getting those shots into arms uh, very quickly um, and particularly um, doing it in a way uh, that um, we seek to protect uh, people who are most vulnerable to uh, severe COVID-19 disease. That's older New Yorkers um, as well as people with underlying health conditions. Now, I do want to acknowledge we still don't have the supply of the vaccine that we need from the federal government. Uh, in the city, our capacity to administer uh, vaccination is greater than the supply that we're receiving. Uh, so we do uh, anticipate that that will pick up in the coming weeks and that will enable us to scale up our campaign even further. Why was it such a mess trying to get an appointment? Um, yes, you know, we have heard of the challenges with, um, you know, with getting an appointment. Um, many of those challenges boil down to the fact that, uh, unfortunately, we haven't had the supply that we need. Um, and, you know, so as soon as uh, uh, doses are delivered to New York City, um, we are able to open up appointments. But the people who are eligible and who want to get vaccinated um, far exceed uh, those number of slots that we're able to open up. So, you know, that, that has created some uh, challenges. 
Um, but uh, we expect that that will improve as the supply of vaccination also improves. The data show that whites are receiving shots at roughly twice the rate of blacks and Latinos. How do you fix that? This is a very important uh, part of how we're thinking about our responsibility with the vaccination campaign. At the individual level, you know, we want people to think about vaccination as safe, free, and easy. Um, and in my job, you know, at the city level, uh, I want our campaign to be safe, swift, and equitable. And that last piece is really what you're asking about. Um, so we are uh, working to ensure equity um, in our response through, uh, you know, making sure that um, our sites are placed in some of the hardest hit neighborhoods, particularly uh, where we know communities of color have borne the brunt of this pandemic. So, for example, 77% of our uh, city sites for vaccination are located in those hardest hit neighborhoods. Um, but access is a very important first step, but it's not enough. It has to be paired with outreach. Um, and that part of it really requires, you know, uh, um, a degree of humility from the health department and from city government as a whole to say there are institutions and people in communities who uh, are trusted, you know, in those neighborhoods, whether it's faith leaders or neighborhood organizations that have been working in places for decades. And so our approach is very much to partner with those people and those groups um, to get out good information, science-based information, answer people's questions, uh, ensure that um, they are equipped with what they need uh, to be able to um, access vaccination and build confidence in uh, the process of getting vaccinated. You know, I'm curious, how much of this is about access and how much is it about skepticism? Yes, you know, both are important, um, but I would point out that, uh, you know, it may be a false dichotomy um, because uh, we know that when you set up access right and when you do it in a way that's in partnership, for example, bringing vaccine uh, to churches and, you know, setting up mobile clinics um, in the places and the spaces where people already have a degree of trust. Um, that helps to build confidence. It also helps to spark the conversations that we need to happen within, you know, a, a temple or a mosque or a synagogue, having people share their own stories of why they chose to get vaccinated. Um, and so our goal is uh, to do the things that we can to improve access, but always with an eye toward uh, building confidence and addressing some of the very reasonable questions and concerns that people may have about vaccination. You know, I, I often think about this from um, the clinical perspective, thinking about the conversations that I've had with my own patients over the years. And uh, so much of building confidence is, uh, is in, in, making sure that you're able to have a conversation that is iterative, uh, you know, understanding someone's values and experiences, um, sharing a little bit of why you think uh, the vaccine is uh, so important and safe and effective and allowing people to um, come to that on their own time frame, uh, you know, and, and working through it in a way um, that they're comfortable with. We've tried to do that with 
our our citywide approach as a whole. A year ago, Dr. Choksi was right in the thick of the COVID fight, working for the Health and Hospitals Corporation in Queens. He left the HHC leadership last May, but continued working on the front lines of the pandemic and working to document New York City's response. In August, when Health Commissioner Barbeau resigned, citing frustrations with strategy, Mayor de Blasio turned to Dave Choksi, naming him the new health commissioner. He has been the public face of New York City's COVID fight ever since, even appearing in radio and TV ads to encourage vaccines, masks, and distancing. And now, a big challenge is to get everyone to stay the course, especially given the pent-up demand for travel and just connecting with friends and family again. And with spring break now arriving... Um, we are, you know, looking at this very closely and, uh, you know, ad- advising that um, non-essential travel, uh, you know, should really be limited right now because we do know that, that non-essential travel has been linked, uh, you know, to the spread of COVID-19. So, um, so, so I do, you know, want people to take that into account, um, particularly if, uh, if you haven't been fully vaccinated uh, yet um, because, uh, you know, because that is um, is something that can facilitate the spread and, uh, you know, is, is likely related to the spread of the new variants uh, of the virus as well. So, um, you know, there may be certain circumstances where people absolutely need to travel for uh, health uh, reasons or, you know, family emergencies or otherwise. But when it comes to vacations and spring break, um, we've got to push through these next few weeks, get more people vaccinated, see our cases really come down more significantly, and then we can all enjoy uh, a much safer and healthier uh, summer vacation or fall break. But I have to tell you that I know a lot of people who are traveling next week, and I'm, I'm curious if that's a worry for you. Yes, it is a worry uh, for me because of, you know, the, the reasons that um, we know with respect to uh, the spread of COVID-19. Um, and, you know, what I would say is that, uh, you know, if, if people absolutely have to travel, um, you know, recognizing that uh, not everyone, uh, you know, will, will make the choice uh, to not travel, uh, make sure that you're doing it as safely as possible, um, you know, getting tested, uh, before traveling and once you come back, ensuring that you're taking all of the precautions, uh, wearing a uh, face covering, you know, appropriately distancing, um, and uh, following uh, the right isolation and quarantine uh, protocols, uh, if that is a choice that people have to make. You know, there's been a criticism of the governor uh, of trying to perhaps open things too quickly. The, the mayor has been critical. And yet the mayor is talking about bringing back city workers in May. How is that different? Well, I think what you have heard uh, from the mayor and, um, you know, from, uh, from me and the health department is now is not the time to throw caution to the wind. Um, you know, we have a chance to be in the home stretch of this marathon that all of us as, as New Yorkers have been in. Uh, bearing witness to so much tragedy and suffering over the last few months. 
Um, and so we are watching particularly the reopening of, uh, of some of the, you know, highest risk activities, uh, with concern, um, because, uh, because that can lead to, you know, further spread of, of COVID-19. And we have a chance to, um, to really turn the corner on the pandemic. Um, you know, if we enable vaccination to continue proceeding, if we, uh, you know, stay uh, cautious for um, just a little while longer. Uh, so those are the basic principles that we're working toward. At the same time, we do have to plan for um, the eventual recovery of New York City. Um, and we do know that particularly with, uh, you know, vaccination expanding, more and more New Yorkers getting protected, um, that there will be a point, uh, you know, later this year and hopefully sooner rather than later um, when we'll be able to bring uh, much more of the city um, back to the vibrancy that uh, that we remember. And so it is appropriate to plan uh, for that, um, including the, uh, you know, the return of, of the city workforce that is so fundamental to everything that happens in New York City, even as we stay cautious in the near term and we follow the data and the indicators to make any adjustments that we need to between now and then. I know we have just a couple more minutes to go. Um, you talk about turning the corner. How much more time do you think that's going to take? Yes, there is some uncertainty with this, you know, in, in part because of the variants and, uh, frankly, uh, because we have seen this virus is just such a formidable foe. You know, it's humbled us at, at every turn. So we have to acknowledge that it's something that we have to follow, you know, each day, each week watching the numbers like hawks to understand what the trajectory of the pandemic is and adjusting our actions appropriately, you know, starting with the actions that each of us can take uh, to protect ourselves and our communities. Um, but, you know, the other number that we have now in our equation is uh, vaccination. And the more people uh, who are able to get vaccinated, the more that helps to build uh, our community's immunity. Um, and that's what gives me more hope uh, for the next few months that, uh, you know, after a few more weeks of ramping up our vaccination, a few more weeks of holding steady and remaining disciplined and vigilant uh, when it comes to our public health guidance, uh, that by, by uh, as soon as summer, um, you know, maybe late summer or into the fall, we'll be seeing a much different uh, picture here in New York City with respect to the pandemic. You took over as commissioner in August coming from HHC. What's different about the job looking from the outside and then being on the inside? Well, it's it been such a privilege uh, to serve as health commissioner, you know, particularly at this historic time uh, for New York City. Um, I've always uh, admired the New York City Health Department um, because of its commitment to uh, the core values of science and equity and compassion for our fellow New Yorkers. Um, so there is much, you know, that uh, is just an extension of what I had appreciated, um, you know, from the outside. Uh, but one of the things that I've really appreciated um, taking the helm of the department is the extraordinary staff um, and the dedication and the commitment uh, that people bring to work every day. Um, I can't convey with enough uh, depth uh, the gratitude that I um, and really all New Yorkers should feel for 
uh, the staff of the health department who have been uh, working tirelessly over the last few months um, to help protect uh, the the health and uh, the lives of New Yorkers. Um, often, you know, it is uh, unsung work. Uh, it's behind the scenes. Um, and so it's been a privilege for me to take a, a look behind the curtain and just understand um, how extraordinary uh, the team members uh, here at the health department are. Commissioner, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Peter. It's been a pleasure. Our thanks to Dr. Dave Choksi and to Peter Haskell. In Depth is a production of WCBS News Radio 880. The executive producers are Peter Haskell and myself, Tim Shell. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Just search 880 In Depth. And as always, please be safe. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 